Hey, Creative Shock Podcast says hello. Here, with the help of our amazing guests, we are trying to promote the idea of social business. We discuss the already existing businesses, guests share their experience, and much more. If you find this podcast interesting, please spread the word by sharing. Now, enjoy listening. Hello, dear business enthusiasts and listeners. We kindly welcome you to the second episode of the Creative Shock Podcast. And today we are visited by a woman doing unique things here in Lithuania. Jurgita Rebinskaita Glatzer, yes, pronounce it correctly, is the CEO of Gerinori, meaning good wishes in English. Uh, these are people who help civic, business, and government organizations to delve into the problem they want to address, and with the help of professional expertise, to create a sustainable business model. So, Jurgita, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. So, we're more than glad to have you here. So, to start... If someone asked you um, to describe yourself um, in three sentences, what would that be? Oh, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> or your background. I mean. uh, I'm a social entrepreneur myself. I'm um, a person who wants to help other people, but also wants to seek changes of my contributions to society as well. I mean, in general, I'm... Um, Artistic person, I actually studied uh, arts management. I always found um, art people and social entrepreneurs, I think they're having something similar, you know, just uh, something want to change mm-hmm. in the world. And uh, yeah, so nonprofit always been my kind of thing. And now it's very logically and rationally, I turned to be uh, in the field of social entrepreneurship building ecosystem, helping people, organizations, institutions to develop this in Lithuania. Okay, nice girl. Um, so you are a CEO of Gerinori, right? The founder and CEO yeah. is, uh, yeah, it's good deeds actually, we translate not good wishes. And we actually even said that we will help to turn your warm, kind wishes into good deeds. Okay. Because lots of people have uh, wishes, right? Yeah. But actually the first um, title of organization was, uh, in Lithuanian, I will say, and then we will try to translate, Geris Noris Pragaris Christas. It's a proverb in Lithuania. I think there's some equivalent in English as well, which means that uh, by good uh, wishes, the road to the hell is... is uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is something that, you know, it, it means that, uh, uh, you know, you, you may have very good vicious, mm-hmm. but you can uh, make very bad impact because it's not enough if you want to change something in the world. It's not enough to have just good wishes. You know, it's mm-hmm. a serious work. And that's why, you know, we wanted to stress with the organization that um, uh, you have to be very serious about what you are doing. We had to change this title. The funny story is because the Nulitvian is a very Catholic country. Yeah. So some people took our name very seriously. And they say, okay. how can we cooperate with organization that uh, have uh, hell in this title? So we changed the name to Good Deeds. Okay. Um, but this Gerinori, Gerinori um, basically shapes the way of companies going social, right? I mean, you said that good wishes might be might have bad impact, right? So you kind of, with Gerinori, you kind of lead companies... Uh, to social social responsibility, like in a better way. 
Yeah, I think when, when we started, we thought we will work more with the traditional companies' business to make mm -hmm. them be better, be more socially responsible, and that we will help NGOs to be more effective in what they are doing. And at the time when we founded, Gerino didn't know about social entrepreneurship concept. Mm -hmm. I remember our first project was Good Deeds Auction when we wanted to find the products and services that NGOs have and to mm -hmm. sell it to business. And then I remember very well, Mento Gozdenis, one of, of the guru of social entrepreneurship, he said in uh, Facebook, oh, look, this is social entrepreneurship. And they started to Google what, mm -hmm. what that means. So it came naturally, you know, not that we found a concept and then we tried to do, but mm -hmm. naturally uh, the need or the, the niche in society that uh, NGOs should be more business-like, more entrepreneurial, and business should be more um, sensitive, mm -hmm. you know, uh, more responsible, better. Uh, and then I think social entrepreneurship is in the middle between those. But we basically, we are working with all three, with all kind of organizations, uh, NGOs who maybe will never be um, social enterprises, mm -hmm. but they just want to be effective. They want to solve problems. They want to use entrepreneurial tools. So we help them. And also we help social enterprises that the ones who have business model really to make sure that they are making impact. Okay. That's nice. And, um, how did you come up with that idea? I, I, I've read that you, for more than 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was always working in, yeah, I started with arts management, you mm -hmm. know, as I said before, so uh, I think art is also is, as a non-profit activity, yeah. uh, but you still have to survive. So the idea of uh, doing something uh, not very rational, but still being able to live with it, I yeah. think that was from, from very, uh, old times. Uh, and then from arts management, I turned to, to work with different NGOs. I was working in the Erasmus program. I was working in India with tsunami relief programs. I was working with drug prevention organizations. And uh, uh, yeah, that's, I think, from the, from the very experience. I remember when my last um, uh, position was working in the drug prevention organization, which was founded by business. And then I realized how big gap is between uh, business people, like corporate people, and the NGOs. Because before I was working with um, Erasmus program and helping NGOs, that they talk very different language. You know, they absolutely different world. And uh, I remember one of our our sponsors said, you know, by the way, in Sweden, when the business and NGO meets, you could hardly tell who is who. Okay. You know, the way they look, the way they talk, the way they present themselves. And that's how I think we decided that we need some kind of bridge between those two worlds. You know, someone help both sides to talk and to meet and, and start to talk similar language. So I think that's, uh, that's how I came up with this idea. And uh, this idea came up when I was on maternity leave. You know, Lithuania, we have long maternity yeah, leave. Yeah, one of the longest, I guess, in Yeah, everywhere. and it's now you, you get paid by the government. I mean, of course, it's not, it's not vacation, but you still have a time to think, okay, what would I do if I don't have to work or what would I do if I if I would just can do whatever I want, if I would be, you know, in the ideal world. And that's that's when I decided to found this organization and it and it found this niche in, in, in mm -hmm. to an ecosystem. I guess we really needed that before. I you know, I I, I think so, you know, because you have um, you have lots of people who are, want to do good. 
but the uh, lack of uh, it's not always that they lack uh, knowledge sometimes they lack encouragement mm-hmm. i remember tim very well you know he he came to our accelerator from from Primus Venus and you know that you can tell that he need, he has everything you know he has passion he has knowledge uh, he knows what he's doing i mean passion is i think the most important thing you yeah. want to do but you need encouragement everyone needs encouragement and especially if you are alone like he was a foreigner for example or if you are, if for example we often meet entrepreneurs that they don't get support from the closest environment you know their parents they friends don't understand what they are doing or if you are somewhere in a small village you know you really need this kind of stamp of approval that you are not a crazy one yeah. so with, i was also leading the reach for change chapter in lithuania and uh, for four years maybe and we we had uh, yeah we always said that we give you capacity building we give you network uh and we give you this stamp of approval you know that you know that we give you this prize and then people know that you know I think that was most important thing for 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 most entrepreneurs this kind of recognition that you know that you okay you are doing a good thing. Yeah. And as Tim mentioned he faced a lot of uh law related issues mm-hmm. while establishing the business so do you help with that too? A little bit because you know in Lithuania we don't have a legal status of social entrepreneurs. Yeah. So it depends uh, what organization choose. You know, some of them uh, choose to be like Vashayi, meaning NGO mm-hmm. status. Some of them have to be business. So every uh, or every status is very unique, you know, and uh, it depends a lot, uh, you know, what your money coming from. So we kind of advise, we help mm-hmm. organizations to choose what kind of status they want. And then it depends, but it's, it's still, you know, the choices is up to entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, as a consultant, you can't really tell to a person what he or she should do they we yeah. can maybe ask the right questions and help them to make decisions but still uh, they have to make decisions and for example if you want to establish organization you know the founder should go to i guess to centers you know put the documents yeah. and everything and everything yeah is it a lot uh to do in lithuania to, uh, to in general, no. I mean, if you want to find, you can do it uh, help an hour by internet. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. It's just that now sometimes uh, some 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 uh, EU programs they ask specific things to have in your status, and you have to go to attorney and register. But normally, if just you know you want to find Vishayi, uh, which is mm-hmm. like NGO. Yeah, we can sit here and, you know, we just need to have address, basically. You know, if you don't mm-hmm. have a property, you have someone to agree to fund you, you know. That's it. Not a big deal. But uh, I think for Tim, maybe it was difficult because he's a foreigner. And if you don't have a property or stuff, it could be. And also, if you want to have um, a business, restaurant business, mm-hmm. then you have, you know, different story. Because yeah. then you have a permission you know uh the food and also also la 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 also if you want to employ people with disabilities or other vulnerable people it's also issue that you know they receive social benefits mm-hmm. right often and if you want to employ them you know doesn't you don't they lose the social benefits so you have to find the ways how to engage them with different programs but uh it's it's not that easy just to employ a person from for for vulnerable background if he has a social yeah. benefits so i don't know maybe different questions about about the, that particular business model mm-hmm. could be okay um and this business your i mean your activity 
uh, it's definitely done by passion, not, uh, I guess, not that profit-wise, right? Um, I, yeah, by the age, I try to be more and more rational because, you know, I've seen so many people that uh, passion turns to obsession, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's wrong, you know. You should always keep a cool head if you you have to have, a, you know, good heart, but a cool head. Otherwise, you know, I've seen lots of people who burn out because they were too passionate and they wanted things to be that way, and the society is often not ready for the changes mm-hmm. they want to make. And they think that, you know, everything is wrong and they are right. So I think, you know, yeah, you should have a passion, but you should, uh, you know, be rational and also not not save yourself, not to burn out when mm-hmm. there's a lot of injustice. I mean, and if you if you go to social enterprise entrepreneurship field, of course, you usually come because of the feeling that something is, un- is injustice somewhere yeah. and you want to solve it. And it's not that easy, you know, things are not easy to solve. So you have to uh, combine, you know, those things. So fashion, but I mean, maybe the advice would not to do alone, you know, mm-hmm. to have people who could be, if you if you are reality the fashion checks. one, yeah, mm-hmm. you have another one who's more reality, you know, that you can balance uh, passion with uh, this uh, kind of um, cool hat, or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Okay. And during your work, what makes you um, most happy? When you see impact, when you see change, I think that's the most happy moment, you know. Uh, you know, when you see, when you remember when the entrepreneur was confused, uh, not knowing what to do, and then after he achieved something, it's, uh, then you then you think, yeah, that was worth do it, especially when you have, um, enter- I mean, sometimes you work with entrepreneurs that you know they would do it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Or they already established, they need some kind of just a funding. But when you have those people who um, don't know yet what to do, and after three years you see them, you know, uh, happy, yeah. and, you know, then then is you understand that that's uh, that's fine. And also uh, developing ecosystem itself. That, for example, the fact that ISM. Uh, the most prestigious university in Lithuania. We have this kind of podcast about social entrepreneurship. You know, I think that's also. I think makes me happy, and I always happy. You know, I have your, I have colleagues from from your university, and and working with mm-hmm. with with, with Gerinori, and I feel you know those people can work anywhere. You know, you can be accepted in any you know those big five. You know, and they choose to work social enterprise. So that's that makes me happy. It's not because it's not. I cannot take it that it's because of me. That's for sure. But but you kind of feel like you know you're not alone. That people who uh, that people who can have very diverse choices, they choose this field, mm-hmm. and you choose to make this uh, this postcard because you think it's important. Then that's wonderful. Yeah, and. Um... I guess you've seen a lot of change in Lithuania happening right throughout the years of uh, working in this field. So are you happy with the results? Is it moving fast enough? You know, I think, yeah, it depends what kind of change, you know, you want. And also think uh, non-change is a kind of secure, you know. You can see, like, you know, one year maybe you think, oh, that's great, you know, we have a very nice conference full of young people, everyone Mm -hmm. is happy. Then the next year, you know, uh, you see some kind of uh, very strange uh, government decisions or uh, elections that are not that um, 
promising mm-hmm. or you know and you think everything can change everything is fragile i think and especially when we talk about um human rights for example right you can you cannot be happy that you know one day you think it's everything is okay the next day so we have to work all the time to make the change constant so i think entrepreneurship is also ups and downs you know uh i think now i feel like the more changes enthusiasm is coming from grassroots mm-hmm. than from uh, up from from top yeah I guess that's how the revolutions happen, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, in a good way. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's always you know you don't you you're afraid that you know it will not if if enthusiasm will not uh, will not disappear, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but observing in general, you know, the I think the kind of what, how how world is going. I think it it is uh, going this way that. People want to do less and less compromises. They don't want just to do, you know, business as usual and then mm-hmm. be volunteers. They want to combine those things in everyday life. So I'm kind of optimistic, but uh, but for another hand, you know, when we talk about human rights, we have to be very careful and not to kind of take it things as granted. Yeah. Because when we see the neighborhood we have in Lithuania, mm-hmm. we know that nothing is granted, right? Right. I guess that's that's the flaw of democracy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That I mean that we have to be uh, aware and uh, you know awake all the time. Yeah, um, you met a lot of people definitely in this field. Uh, so has your attitude towards individuals changed? Maybe you had more hope in humanity after doing all this uh, work, or I don't know. No, opposite. I think you know. I think. Um, I mean that that I always believe that people are good in general, mm-hmm. you know, and and people want to do good. It's just I'm sometimes disappointed that people think that doing good is something very easy, you know. Mm-hmm. I was working, for example, in the relief work in India after tsunami, and I was disappointed how people with very good wishes can make very stupid things, you know, like I don't know buying computers for kids in a small village in India. They don't know how to read, you know. And you know that you know people think it's very easy to do yeah. good things. So I'm disappointed. Maybe they are good people, right? So uh, in general, I don't have disappointment in 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 people as such. I think it's just sometimes we we uh, underestimate uh, a business of doing good. We think mm-hmm. it's just that is uh, something that everyone can do and something is very easy. Uh, maybe only that. Sometimes I'm, I'm disappointed how people, yeah, maybe judge or uh, or understand the the work of. Yeah, it, I like this exp- expression "business of doing good" because it's still business, even if you're NGO, if mm-hmm. you're not a social enterprise, it's yeah. still uh, it's still a business. Okay, so would you say if you don't know what to do, it would then. The right choice, maybe contribute by money and leave it to professionals to help someone. Yeah, also, but just also do it very consciously, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, just you know, observe how the money is spent, how they invest it. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I absolutely agree. Especially uh, the big corporates, the companies, they earn money, and they uh, and they often say, "Oh, we will contribute." Uh, you know, we will give you our. People and they will help voluntarily. And I said, you know, it's nice, but it pays. Uh, 
to to work with those people, you know, yeah. to to involve, and also not always their competences that unique or different. So sometimes giving money it's much better, but maybe help uh, if the corporate wants to help the coast, maybe they can help with their knowledge. But still, money is important. You know, you still have to. The NGOs should get to raise the money sometimes, and social enterprises. They need money also to start as any kind of business, right? You know, like, uh, yeah, if you want to start your restaurant, you need some money, right? So I, right. if I if I would have spare 10,000 euros, I would maybe invest rather to restaurant like, you know, like Primoz Blinas, instead of just giving to chai that I don't even know yeah. and expect them to... Uh, you know, to spend on salaries. And I think it's another myth that um, NGOs are very poor and they, you know, some of Lithuanian NGOs, they have, you know, balance, you know, turnover of, of half million or million, okay. like, you know, and they are operating like normal business, right? Is your EU maybe helping a lot? I, in the EU also, you know, we have, for example, this uh, 1.2%. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You have... Uh, and, you, with the personal donations, you know, with the with this kind of effective fundraising, you know, organizations can can have this. And I mean, of course, there are, you know, not many of those organizations. But uh, so, if I would have spare money, I would uh, think about investing in social enterprise, a small social enterprise, or. Uh, I don't know. I would be really willing to talk with the NGOs where they would give money, how their money will be spent exactly. And okay. Um, now, shall we uh, get back to Gerinori uh, a bit? Um, have you? Could you share maybe any success stories with us uh, relating seminars, workshops, etc.? Maybe you have uh, some like uh, success examples. Yeah, we had uh, we have several. Um, Programs we had one uh, accelerator. Uh, Tim, for example, yeah. was one of our participants. I mean, in this case, it's totally like you know we have something for you. But then I, I always careful um, of uh, you know taking the how you call it thing that was because of us, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. we just give a platform for people who want to make change and they use it well. Well, a small impact is still Yeah, yeah. But uh, recently, for example, what we decided to do also, we um, we work with Enterprise Lithuania and we've developed online tool uh, to help uh, people understand social enterprises and also to help to understand theory of change, how the change is done, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what steps you should go if you want to do a good thing. Right, and it's interesting. Most of those tools are, you know, practiced in uh, usual business, like you know, business canvas, uh, problem solution mapping, uh, knowing you know your audience, your beneficiary. Uh, so we developed this program so you can uh, register. Uh, it's totally free, and then you know you use it, and uh, and this way you can check your you know knowledge. So. And if you need a help, you can ask for help from the mentor. Because I think, you know, um, this kind of theory knowledge, it's, uh, it's accessible already. You know, you can Google, yeah. out, you know, you can find everything. But it wasn't in Lithuania that much. And when we work, Lithuania is still English, it's not that common. So we didn't have uh, this kind of knowledge in Lithuanian. So we produced that. But then, of course, uh, so that people who approach us, they know where already they can check the process 
we can talk the same language and we skip this uh, training already yeah. part. So we kind of, as I said, for business, it's not very useful because we give it for free. So people can just go and, and go through all the, all the tools. Uh, but then if they want to get consultancy, we can, we can do. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, we, if we have a program now, uh, turn out the impact with enterprise situation also, uh, we can give them a small investment to 15,000. And it's sometimes enough, you know, for a mm -hmm. small business to start. Sure. Yeah, if you want to, you know, start a, a small restaurant, you know, to buy things for your kitchen. So that's, I call it, you know, that we we give the fish and we help to fish. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, if you only teach people, you know, it's still just words. So in this case, now we can combine that we give uh, knowledge, but we also give uh, give some, some start, little bit money that you can start. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, how's that platform called again? Uh, uh, so, Sinus Versless Verslilia Tova. I can I okay. can send you I can send you a link. Okay. You can also find it in English. You can. I think we would add that um, on our description oh, of this okay, episode. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So, is it? I'm not actually. Oh, I'm not actually aware. Is it uh, that you have to pay? If you want, if the social enterprise wants your help, for example, get an audit or it's free of charge. No, at the moment, I mean, uh, depends, you know, if we, for example, now that program that we have with this mm -hmm. assessment is for Klaipeda and Panevejis region. So there is some conditions. You yeah. have to be from Klaipeda or Panevejis region. And you have to be uh, registered not longer than one year. So there's okay. some kind of condition. It's free of charge. But, and of course, your idea should kind of convince us that it, that it will be sustainable, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and if, if someone wants to have a private consultation, we also can do it. Uh, I mean, first talk is, is free, but then, of course, if, if you want to approach our time and it's not paid by any other program, mm -hmm. then, of course, we charge. Because we are social enterprise, so we, we learned that, you know, you cannot really uh, pay dinner with a passion. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, well, this is podcast. This podcast is called Creative Shock Podcast, right? And you collaborated with us last year. Yeah. So, what's your experience in that? As I said, I think it's absolutely great that you have this. And I noticed last year that actually, I think last year was ten years, right? And I think it was the first uh, public event in Lithuania, social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking in general when you think about uh, any changes in society, think about uh, you know women rights or I don't know, uh, political movements, they always start in academia, right? Yeah. This is where, this is, uh, you know, in, in in theory, you have, you know, four kind of pillars in society and business and uh, and state, they're always, um, how to say, stagnatic, right? Mm -hmm. they, they are not interested in many changes. They, they have, you know, and then you have NGOs and academia who are moving uh, world uh, around and, I noticed that academia nowadays is quite stagnatic, and I think in mm -hmm. Lithuania and everywhere, you know, that they just make money, right? They produce uh, uh, people for good for market, you know, and and they are not really developing a thought or progress. Like if you think about university as such, you know, yeah. it's always been a place for a civic movement. Uh, you know, uh, human rights movement. It's always been a place of catalyzing the change. And 
and that's how it should be. So I'm happy really <laughs> that that ISM being private university even, yeah. it shouldn't be, you know, that I think we would have a good excuse not to do this kind of things because, you know, we should make money, that's it. You know, we should produce the people who are good for market, but you choose to be more, I don't know, I wouldn't say hipsterish, more like uh, broad in thinking disruptive, about society. Yeah, exactly, disruptive. And I think... Uh, and I think that's that's the that's really great, and it's coming from students itself. If I understood right, yeah. right, because uh, in in some universities, I know there were like you know university get a grant from EU, and then they are doing some programs because they you know they have to, but it's not coming from students itself, and that's a bit artificial, you know. That's kind of you know has the smell of 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 of, of naphtalin, right? So I, I think it's, it's absolutely amazing, and I hope that uh, you will always have those people. You know that you know. I understand that you know every creative shock is organized by a new generation. You know. Yeah, every year. Yeah, and that's also amazing. You know that you are not. Uh, you know that sometimes quality would be different, right? Because different people. But that's amazing because then you know it's um, refreshing all the year, every year. Yeah, actually, whole uh, management changes every year. And yeah, people, yeah, well, yeah. we have some people from last year, for example, yeah. but as they graduate and leave the university, leave yeah. the Students Association, they're gone then. Um, so, yeah, we're we're constantly changing. And I guess that's a good way. Again, yeah. it's not stagnatic. Yeah. We have new ideas. Um, yeah, this COVID thingy uh, hit us quite a lot, but we managed to do um, an online conference. Yeah. Uh, conference, yeah. So... Um, I guess it was quite kind of good. Um, and your personal experience with Creative Shock, um, the I mean, how was it? Yeah. I always happy because you know uh, I think most of the times among the those enterprises there were students from our programs. Yeah. So I always so okay they you know I I felt that you know that was also some kind of sign that we did good that they participate mm -hmm. in your uh, in, in creative shock so I've always been proud of of, of, of the participants those social enterprises that are participate and uh, and you always have a very good content in the conference you know you have good speakers and uh, very diverse speakers and uh, and uh, I was giving one lecture and I remember the this, that was two years I think ago when they were still alive yeah 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 so those students were really, you know, passionate and motivated, and uh, I think it's it's very good for um, for Lithuanians to see to be part or feel part of the bigger movement, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, tendencies in the world. Thank you for uh, good words about Creative Shark. Um, and about Gerenori again, where would you uh, see it in the upcoming years? What's your vision for the future? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, uh, it's a big plan and a small plan. Uh, I mean, yeah, we want to be, uh, you know, influential, significant members of the ecosystem, you know, to have influence in, in, uh, in making decisions about how the ecosystem will go. I think we want to do less on consultancy. Uh, maybe just have a small part, and we want to do social. We will do social enterprise ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I still I, I wasn't ready to talk about it, but yeah, we we kind of want to do 
practicing because um, it's so easy to be in the Vilnius, right, in, mm -hmm. in town and talk about, you know, uh, uh, nice things, but reality and outside of Vilnius is different. And especially when we talk about um, places when we have minorities, you know. Mm -hmm. So we bought office in the village near Vilnius. We will move there. Okay. And there's a post office. So we are moving there, and uh, you will see. So we will uh, we will do uh, social entrepreneurship activities there that will be international as well. So we want to um, think about, and it's interesting because ISM is also moving to post office. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird so, coincidence. Yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah. If let's say we we want to do maybe less of consultancy, but we want to create the space where entrepreneurs can. Uh, uh, experiment with what we notice that you know you can teach people how to sell right or how to do marketing but if you're a small organization in the village you need practice yeah. you need to, to need to be successful to be motivated so we want them to help to sell their products their service to give them space where they could practice mm -hmm. and you know as in any kind of teaching you know learn because they have a son now is nine years old that if you are learning, 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 and there's no success, you lose motivation. So we want, we notice that if entrepreneurs don't start, let's say in a year after, mm -hmm. they never start. So that's the biggest problem. So we want to give them a sense of success and, and then uh, see how this will help them to develop. And uh, priority is uh, regional, uh, regional development, but not meaning that, you know, it should be, just solving regional problems because I think now in the in this pandemic world we learned that we can live anywhere you know we can live in the village and, and work for uh, I don't know Elon Musk since he's now in Lithuania open his office that's yeah. just very easy <laughs> so but yeah but we still so we want you know we still want to um, be uh, members of ecosystem and have some uh, consultancy share uh, but we want to also do very practical work with social enterprises. Great. Um, absolutely. We wish you good luck on that. Thank you. And the last thing I want to ask you, as we're coming to an end, what would you advise for, uh, for example, young students who uh, might dream on founding a social business? Um, what would you advise them? It's uh, it's very hard. I think first of all we have to ask yourself: Is it for me? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's not a very uh, straight choice, very regular choice, right? So, I think I would um, ask, I would advise, ask yourself: Why do you need this? You know, because it will be hard times. It's not easy to yeah. be an, an entrepreneur. It's really hard, and then. Uh, when you will be near to closing up, you will have to have yourself ask yourself what keeps me in this business. And it's interesting. There's a research that in your in your opinion, and that the social enterprises are thirty times more resilient than regular business. Mm -hmm. I think it's because people have motivation. You know, of course, you always have a problems. So, I mean, like in the regular business, you may you may not have market in the social enterprise. You always have you know problems to solve. But it's maybe more because people are more motivated, you know, you know why you're doing this, you know, because is it uh, personally motivating you? Uh, what will be success for you? Because that's what keeps you motivated when you feel like, you know, you're succeeding. 
So what will be your indicator of success? What do you, when you will think that, okay, I'm doing good, I'm mm -hmm. succeeding. Because in business it's clear, when you earn first million, right? You can say, in social enterprise, you can say that partly, you know, when I'm sustainable as business, but what is your aim on the social part? You know, how you will think you succeed. So you should have set up this motivational structure or yeah. aims and goals yeah. you should reach to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, you can use all our tools that yeah. we have. But uh, then your very personal motivation, you probably, I don't know, should, should talk to your psychotherapist or with your mom or with your yeah. girlfriend or boyfriend or to yourself, you know, uh, why should I choose this path, which is, you know, not the easiest one. Mm -hmm. What is rewarding for me there? What exactly is my reward? So yeah, I guess uh, our listeners listen to you carefully. And yeah, thanks for coming here and joining me on this Creative Shock podcast. I guess we had, uh, I believe we had a interesting discussion here. Yeah. Some valuable advices. And yeah, thank you once again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting. It was a pleasure. <laughs>